Jeremiah 3.15, And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. Welcome to the podcast of the Kadesh Family Church, Newark Branch, a place where Jesus resides. Our main goal and purpose is to provide the solid foundation of Bible-based teachings for our day-to-day living. Preached to you by our residing pastor, Reverend Dr. Charles Osset. We hope you are blessed by the Word of God, and may your life never be the same. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for this afternoon service. Father, we are are privileged and we are blessed to meet in your house. Father, this afternoon, grant unto us the spirit of wisdom and understanding. Wisdom and understanding in the knowledge of you. Father, may we not be dull of understanding. Deliver us from understanding late. May we understand on time. Because many will understand late, but it will be too late. Let us not be among those who understand too late. Give us the spirit of quick understanding. I pray for life-changing decisions based on your word. Father, let our serving you be more relevant in our life now than ever before. In Jesus' name we pray with thanksgiving. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Wonderful. All right, so Washington well, leaders, just check on the platform and sidebar. Don't go off, just sidebar your members. Make sure that they are, they are watching. Ask them, that, ask them that, why are you late? Is it traffic? Internet traffic? <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. Amen. But I pray, I'm always excited to be in church. I love to be in church. Hallelujah. Amen. And soon and very soon, we'll be meeting in person. We're going to start with the weekday service. So I'll let you know. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We are going to start, we're going to start in person first with the weekday service and then we gradually graduate to Sunday. So in a week or two, we'll be, meet, we'll be meeting in person in our wonderful cathedral. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Our, starting with the weekday service and then we'll gradually graduate and everything will be done according to protocol. Don't worry about it. Because I am a doctor. I'm not, a, I'm not Look, I'm a doctor. I'm not a Pamuan Papa. I also understand COVID and I know the necessary precautions. So if, it's, if I say we are open, trust you, me. All precautions are in place. <laughs> okay? Yes. The environment I'll create for you is even more safe than your workplace or your home. Wow. Amen. Amen. So there's no ifs and buts. Amen. Okay? Hallelujah. Amen. I think I'm looking at number two, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. Possibly. Wow. Next, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday. It will be in person. Wow. This will be done enough. Wow. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So I want to start with the weekday service, and I love to see you. Hallelujah. Amen. Wonderful. This year, prophet declared as the year of wisdom, as wise as a serpent, but harmless like a dove. And I believe that this is something that we really need to take seriously. There was a prophetic declaration. The Bible said by a prophet, he brought them out of, okay, he brought them out of Egypt, and by a prophet, he established them. I believe that prophetic declarations are what we need to establish us in this life. God used the prophet Elisha, I don't know, Elijah, to stabilize the widow. And he used Elisha 
to maintain and prosper the Shunammite woman. And I believe in this day and time, God has given us a prophet. And all of us are serving under him as minor prophets. And his declarations, his declarations is what God is using to establish our life. And he declared mm -hmm. at the beginning of this year, be as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. So I believe that this is the year that we should have the wisdom of the serpent. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Amen. So for Amen. the next couple of, this March, March is a month of wisdom. Okay, wisdom. Oh, I love it. Hallelujah. Amen. Every foolishness and every dull thinking will get away from your life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. So we're going to talk about <clears throat> wise as a serpent. Now, let's look at that scripture. Matthew chapter 10, verse number 16. Matthew 10, verse 16. Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Amen. Yes, Jesus said in one statement, Behold, behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Okay? Behold, 1016. Behold, I send you forth as sheep. Okay? In the midst of wolves. Matthew 1016. Why is this person all over the place? I'm sending you as sheep. Okay? In the midst of wolves. Matthew chapter 10, verse number 16. Hallelujah. Amen. Be ye therefore wise as serpent. Hallelujah. Amen. And harmless as doves or doves or doves. <laughs> Depends on where you come from. <laughs> Some people say doves. Some people say doves. Some people say dovi. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I hear the fantasy, the fantasy say dose. Oh. No. Oh. And the and the ever said dovi. <laughs> <Dovis. laughs> that's one. 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 That's Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. But Jesus said, I'm sending you, you know? And what I want to say is that Jesus said, okay, Jesus said in the book of John, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. That means that the words of Jesus needs to be taken deep. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. So even though he made this statement, he made this statement in one sentence. It is there's a lot of life and spirit in it. And when something has a lot of life and spirit in it, you have to think about it carefully. Analyze it carefully. In other words, the words of Jesus are not words to be browsed over. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. He said you are like a sheep in the midst of wolves. And basically, that's how the, that's the world we live in. The world we live in, we are like sheep in the midst of wolves. And therefore, the, the way to survive is to be as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove. You see, and what, I, what I'm saying that the words of Jesus, or when a wise person is speaking or makes a statement, you don't just gloss over it. You think about it deeply. What does he mean? You know, because 
depending on who is talking. See, depending on who is talking, you have to take the person's work seriously. Once again, like I had in some part of like I had this, I had it, please. Somebody told me that when a fancy man, when a fancy man says, wait and see, don't worry about it. <laughs> but when an Ismama say, wait and see, you better have to. <laughs> And in Zima, man say wait and see. You better, you better, you, you better be careful. But if a fancy man says wait and see, oh, there's nothing. It's just I heard it. So it depends on who, it depends on who is talking. <laughs> and they say, and they say if a gamma say wait and see, it's empty. <laughs> Don't worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> so it depends on who is talking. So if if somebody from that part of the country says wait and see, you have to think about it carefully. <laughs> I don't know if an ever man say wait and see whether I should think about it or not. That's why you pray. So it depends on who is talking. You have to please, these are jokes. Don't, don't, don't hold me responsible to it. I beg you. You know, but depending on who is talking, you have to think, take it seriously. And so Jesus said. This the Lord, he said the words that I speak unto their spirit and their life. So it means that we have to take that statement and look at it carefully. He says, Be wise as a serpent. Be wise as a serpent. So that statement, he didn't say be like a serpent. You see, that's the other thing. You see, don't he didn't Jesus Christ doesn't say become a snake. All that he was telling us, we should learn from the wisdom of the serpent. And I tell you, in fact, I tell you of a truth. Sometimes you can learn a lot of good things from bad people. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Sometimes you can so, so that, that is why Jesus said that I'll come like a thief in the night. Oh. Hallelujah. He didn't see, see it's like he's using a bad example of a thief as the way he will come. Mm. The surprise element. He didn't say that I'm it doesn't mean that Jesus, it does not mean that Jesus Christ is a thief. So sometimes you can so so you can also learn a lot of wisdom. From even from bad people, and Jesus, he didn't say the serpent, the serpent is there, but said there's a certain wisdom you need to learn, and sometimes you can learn a lot of good things from even so-called bad, bad people. Another example that I find in the Bible very interesting is that one of the uh, examples I find in the Bible is, is the halots. Mm-hmm. The Bible talks in the books of Proverbs that a young man word of understanding. He said the halot caught him and said that I have prepared my bed with mare and aloes and flowers. Do you understand what the, the prostitute was saying? He said, I have prepared my bed with mess, with mess, aloes, and flowers. So, in, 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 other, in other words, what the prostitute is saying that there's a way to keep a man in bed. So, even though he's a prostitute, it is better for wives to learn from that prostitute mm. so that they can keep your husband in bed. Wow. <laughs> mm. it, so what, what, I'm using it as an example. You see, what the, what, what the prostitute was saying that there's a way to keep a man in bed. So, 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 so even though you are a chest and a good wife, you can learn a way to keep your husband in bed by what that lady did. Wow. So you can, so when Jesus said, I'll come like a thief in the night. It's like I'm not a thief, but let, let you can let, uh, you can learn from 
how thieves come in the night. And say, be, be wise as a serpent. He didn't say become a serpent, but I say you can learn from a certain wisdom. In other words, the serpent, and, and, and why and why did Jesus use the serpent? Look, the Bible says that the Bible says that wisdom is justified by his children. Wisdom is justified by his children. In other words, what makes you wise or not is the results of your decision. What makes you wise is the outcome of your decision. So if you decide, if you decide today that you are going to bake bread, you are going to quit school, you are going to quit school and bake bread, and in five years' time, you become a billionaire in New Jersey, then we can say, wow, your decision to go and bake bread was a wise move. But if you decide to quit school and go and bake bread, and in five years' time, you can't even pay your rent, there's a, a foolish decision. Mm. So the, the, whether it's something is wise or not is the outcome. So when Jesus said, be wise as a serpent, then we, we have to take a step back and look at the serpent. And you can see clearly, clearly, that we are talking about, we are talking about an animal, okay, an animal which has flourished and multiplied in the midst of adversity and hostility. So whereas big animals, lions, I mean, I don't think there is, if you go, on, if you go and look on the endangered species of the world, I don't think there's any, any, any list of snakes. Snakes are never endangered species. Even though everybody wants to kill them, in the midst of the hatred, they have actually multiplied. I that one. You understand? But I'm sure you can see some endangered tigers. I think the white tiger of the India is an endangered species. You tell me. When you finish, I love endangered. Uh, a certain, certain, even certain butterflies are endangered species. They are getting extinct. So, the, so there's, there's a conscious effort to protect them. But I don't think any snake is an endangered species. <laughs> they don't need you to protect them. You can see that in the midst of people not liking them, they are hostile. They are still multiplied. So it means that whatever they are, whatever they are doing, it is successful. Wow. So Jesus. Jesus said, "Be wise as a serpent." In other words, learn from whatever they are doing. There is a certain element of success in it. Hallelujah. And Amen. he and, and, and listen to me. And he concluded that verse and. And harmless like a dove. And harmless like a dove. And harmless like a dove. Because some of us want to be as wise. Some of us, yes, we will take the whole snake in total. Harm, uh, wise as a serpent and harmful too. He said, no, no, no. When it comes to the harm part, the harmless like a dove. Oh. Hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. So let's take a, a, a look about a study of the snake. Okay, a study of the snake. And what we can learn from its wisdom, because we know that it's a wise animal. Why do we know it's a wise animal? Because it has flourished in the midst of hostility and adversity. Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Today, and there are so many aspects of it, today I want to talk about one of the Wisdom that we need to learn from the serpent or the snake. One of the wisdom or the thing we need to learn from the serpent or the snake is 
the wisdom of being masters of the powers of the mouth. The snake or the serpent, when Jesus said, the wise are serpent, one of the things you can learn from you is that they are masters. They are masters. They are masters of the power of their mouth. If you did a bit of zoology, zoology, okay? Zoology. If you did a bit of zoology, or you studied a bit of snakes, because I did zoology. We did zoology in medical school in the first year. We look at snakes. We study them. We study the poisonous and the non-poisonous snakes. And then among the poisonous snakes, there's the the cobra, the, the colubridae, and the veripidae. The, co the colubridae are the cobra species, which are they 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 are basically neurotoxic. When they sting you, when they bite you, they paralyze you. And they have the veripidae, which are the vipers. They are hematotoxic. When they bite you, they cause your blood, they cause you to bleed. You can, your blood cannot clot. Hmm. Wow, that's some yeah. So it, it, it's it, it, it is out of this study that we, we came out with the antivenoms. So a bite breath, <laughs> the astronauts are confused. Don't worry, I teach. <laughs> Very confused. A, a, a bite from a cobra it paralyzes you. So you so when you are paralyzed, it means that your nerves cannot work. So because your nerves cannot work, you need your nerves to breathe. I mean your diaphragm, so you can't breathe. So you suffocate. You can't breathe because you are paralyzed. Okay, so you, your, your nerves cannot work. But a bite, a bite from the viper, the viper group, they affect the way your clotting factors work. So you know, like when you normally when you get a cut, uh, you bleed and you stop. But when you get bitten by a viper, when you bleed, it doesn't stop. And once you bleed, it doesn't stop. You bleed to death. They block your. Your, cl your clotting cascades. And, and all of them, all of them, when we study them, I'm talking about masters of the powers of the mouth. One of the things that we notice is that it is the only animal, it is the only animal that can open its mouth wider than its body. I mean, you, I mean, you try to open your mouth. You cannot open your mouth bigger than your head. But the snake is the only animal that can open its mouth so wide that the mouth is wider than the body. And it does that because it has what is called an adjustable jaw. So it can dislodge its jaw, open it wide, open it wide. And therefore, that is why they can swallow animals that are bigger than them whole. That is why a snake can swallow a cow. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. So you can see that they've mastered their mouth. They've mastered the use of their mouth. Yeah. I'm not even talking about their venom, which is another thing, which is internal power. This I'm talking about the mouth itself. So they can swallow things. They can devour things that are bigger than them by the, because of the, how they have mastered their mouth. So one of the wisdom that we can learn from the snake that we can become masters, you and I can become masters of the powers of the mouth. And listen to me carefully. 
It is one of the things that will make you prosper and do well when you know how to use your mouth well. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, when you know how to use your mouth well, it will, it will establish you and push you and prosper you. And if you don't know how to use your mouth well, too, it will get you into trouble. Mm, big trouble. Job chapter 41, verse 19. Job 41, 19. Job chapter 41, verse 19. Out of his mouth go burning lamps and sparks of fire leap out. Amen. Out of his mouth go burning lamps. Mouth. Out of his, out of his mouth go burning lamps and sparks of fire leap out. Fire can come out of your mouth. Hmm. And may Holy Ghost fire come out of your mouth. Amen. Amen. I say may Holy Ghost fire come out of your mouth. Amen. May you Amen. be able to use your mouth to burn every demonic activity. Amen. Holy Ghost fire. Amen. Said, Amen. Burning fire and sparks of fire leap out. Hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Amen. I'm telling you, you can burn things. Burn things out of your mouth. You can Holy Ghost fire. Burn, 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 burn. Burn. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Go burning lamp. Your, you see, your mouth can, your, your, your words can become powerful. You know, uh, when Jesus, you see, when Jesus rose up, when Jesus rose up and he, and, he, and he disguised himself and he was walking with the two guys on the road to Emmaus and he was talking to the two guys and they didn't know who he was. And then when they go to the village, he revealed himself to them. And after he revealed himself to them, he disappeared. But the two guys made a statement. He said that didn't our heart burn in us as he spoke? In other words, the words of Jesus was causing something to do them. Mm. Uh, Hallelujah. Amen. But he said, didn't, didn't our hearts burn as he spoke? Because as he spoke, they could see that what he was saying was doing something to it, was burning them. Because out of his mouth go burning fire. May burning fire proceed out of your mouth. Amen. Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Look, Amen. Don't joke with the power of your mouth. Oh. When you look at um Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2, I'll show you two scriptures. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 2. Thou art snared with the words of thy mouth. Thou art taken with the words of thy mouth. Amen. Have you seen it? Thou art snared. With the words of thy mouth, thou art taken, you are snared, you are trapped, you are trapped, you are put in bondage. Okay, you are trapped, you are put in bondage with the words of your mouth, thou are taken with the words of thy mouth. Your mouth can become the reason why you are trapped. Mm. That is why. When the police, when they catch you, when the policeman catch you, when they catch you, they, they read to you your Miranda, Miranda what is it? Miranda's Mar rights. I mean, those of you who are lawyers, you can help Miranda's rights. And, and, and they say that you have the right to remain yes. silent. Yes. <laughs> anything you say. And anything that you say, 
can and will be used against can you. Can and will be used against you in the court of law. <laughs> so you have the right to remain silent because thou art ensnared by the words of your mouth. And I want you to be spiritual about it. These are spiritual things. We'll get into it. Spiritual, your words. Words are spiritual. The words that I speak, they are spirit and they are life. So what you are saying can ensnare you. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. I once heard of a story of uh, a labor. A labor who was sent to trial in the chief's palace. Because the laborer, what did he do? I think he, 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 he has said something. He said, oh, this chief is, uh, he says, this chief is useless. You die. So they brought the laborer to the chief's palace. and said, did you say this to the chief? Did you say this statement? I think he, was, he and his friends, so he said, useless chief, you die. He said, did you say this about the chief? He said, yes. I said it. He said, what did you say? I said that I said that the chief was useless and he would die. Then they said, "Well, then you are you are a threat to the chief, and therefore we need to we need to put you in jail because of what you said." Mm. And the guy said, "Why? My mouth will be gone." <laughs> <laughs> In other words, it's my mouth a gun. If I said the chief would die, have I shot the chief? Because <laughs> my mouth is not a gun. And they said, "No, no, 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 no. He was jailed." So what you what he didn't know is that. He only know that uh, the, the words he's spoken, whether he has whether he has a gun or not, the words he's spoken are incriminating. So you can't say that because my mouth is not a gun, I can say whatever I want to say. <laughs> he was so he was surprised that he was being sent to jail, and and his people was like, "It's my mouth a gun." If I said that the guy is using that you die, have I shot the guy? They said no. You, you, you don't have to hold a gun in your mouth. Your words are dangerous. See, that is why people are tried. I mean, you see, the words of your mouth, that is why we even have this insurrection. That is why the former president was even being tried for agitating because he didn't go there to lead the group. He didn't shoot. He didn't destroy anything but his words. Mm. Mm. The whole thing about his second impeachment, they were trying to pull, put, say that this, this word you spoke was was the reason why this thing happened? That's why he won't impeach you or try you. But he wasn't. He wasn't there physically. He didn't do. It. He didn't do anything physically. He wasn't there. He wasn't there. He wasn't there at all. All because he spoke. Because words have power. Yeah. When you read Proverbs chapter Proverbs chapter eighteen verse twenty one. Proverbs 18, 21. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Amen. Please know the scripture again. It says death and life, death and life, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. It means that whether you live or whether you die is dependent on your tongue. These are scriptures. This is the word of God. Oh. You would think that you would think that death and life is in the power of your job. Mm. You would think that death and life is in the power of your family. Oh. You would think that death and life is in the power of your husband. You would think that death and life is in the power of your career. No, death and life is in the power of your tongue. 
So whether you live or die, it depends on how you use your tank. Mm, hallelujah. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. So don't, Amen. so what, have to learn, what, what, what we need to learn today, like, we need to learn how to utilize, utilize our tongue well, masters of the powers of the mouth, like the snake. Yes. Power of the tongue. Because the Bible is saying that death and life is in the power of the tongue. So whether you are going to live or you are going to die, it is a function of the way you use your tongue. It has nothing. Death and life is not in the power of your degree. Death and life. It's not in the power of your family background. It's not in the power of your financial background. You see, the, and you see, the power, the basis of whether you live or die is all linked to how you use your tongue. So from today, don't underestimate the power of your tongue. Is somebody hearing me? Yes. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. So it means that yes. you can use your tongue to do good and you can also use your tongue to do evil. The same tongue. Same tongue. It's you see, you see, it, 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 it's your choice. It's your choice. It's your choice. How you use your tongue is your choice. Please, I'm saying it again. How you use your tongue is your choice. Up to you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I said hallelujah. Amen. Yes. Amen. For example. For example, you can use your tongue to do good. You can also use your tongue to do bad. Yes. Yeah. For, I mean, when you look at, uh, you can use your tongue to preach. Are you hearing me? Yes, sir. Yes. yes. So instead of using the same tongue, you see, the same amount of time and energy that you use to gossip. You can use the same amount of energy to preach. Mm. Yeah, preaching. Yeah. The same amount of time and energy that you use to do the concursa. is a Greek word. Yes. is a Greek word. You can use that same amount of time and tongue to witness somebody about Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. Use it to preach. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. For after that, in the wisdom of God, the world by wisdom knew not God. It, it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believes. Amen. Have you seen? It, the Bible said that it pleased God. Okay, that it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save. So, 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 in other words, God said that you can use your tongue to preach and you save men. That's how God has decided that people should be saved. You can use your tongue to teach. Hallelujah. Amen. You can use, in fact, in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 11. Second Corinthians chapter five, verse 11. Yeah. Knowing therefore the terror of the Lord, we persuade men, 
but we are made manifest unto God. And I trust also are made manifest in your conscience. Amen. It says that knowing therefore, knowing therefore, that knowing therefore the terror of the law, we persuade men. In other words, what, what, what Paul is saying that knowing how dangerous hell is, knowing how dangerous and uh, scary the hell is, or how terrible God's punishment for those who are not saved is. Knowing how terrible, knowing how terrible, knowing how terrible, knowing how dangerous or terrible, okay, knowing how, how dangerous that the, the, the thought of the Lord is. In other words, God's anger and God's wrath, how it can lead for those who go to hell. Because, of, because we know how dangerous it is. We persuade men. We persuade men. We rap men. So, so, so what I'm trying to say that this is another example. So instead of using your tongue to rap girls, you can use your tongue to rap people to be saved. Hey, hey, hey boy. Hey, hey, persuading Mary girls. Man. Some of you brothers, you are smooth talkers. Slippery sound. I mean, you are smooth. You are Casanova. You are Mr. Smooth. Why don't you use the same Mr. Casanova, Mr. Smooth to win people to the Lord instead of persuading girls to sleep with you? Hey! You have a way of talking. Smooth operator. Smooth operator. Smooth. You can look at a girl and tell him that, man, heaven must be missing an angel. Wow. What? Yeah, you look at the girl and say, man, when I saw you, I knew that heaven must be missing an angel. Mm. Yes. Lucifer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to look at someone and say that, were you, were you created or crafted? Wow. I was molded. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. The vibes. The vibes. Yeah. <laughs> another person told, another person proposed this and said, look, I now understand the concept of a switch and a light. Because all along, my life was dark. But when I met you, something came. It was like we had a switch to the light of my life. Wow. Wow. That's like electrifying. That. <laughs> yeah. You have all these raps. You persuade girls. Mm. You persuade girls. Why don't you, knowing therefore that, why don't you persuade men to be saved? Mm. Hallelujah. Amen. Because life and death. In other words, look, to be, to, to be honest with you, I'm not lying. I'm looking. And to be honest with you, some boys are simply smooth. Hmm. I mean, that's how they are. You see that it's a gift. And what I'm saying that it's a good gift. You can put it to good use. That's right. Some sister, and some sisters, and some sisters too. You persuade me. You can persuade a man to empty his pocket and give it to you. Hey. No hesitation. Uh, By yeah. the time the man will realize, he has signed up everything to you. Oh. Please. <laughs> use that same power to win him to Christ. 
Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Yeah. We persuade men. Knowing therefore that we persuade men. In other words, we wrap men. We convince men. We convince men. We convince men. Some, you see, some of us are very, very convincing. Even when we are lying, we can lie with a straight face. <laughs> Why don't you use that same gift? To tell people about heaven, to tell people about hell. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And some, look, and I'm not going to say about your story. See, instead of quarreling all the time, quarrel with your brother, quarrel with your sister, quarrel with your husband, the same tongue that you are used to quarrel, why don't you use the same tongue to quarrel with the devil in prayer? Hey. Mm. Wow. Mm. Why don't you use the same tongue to quarrel with the devil? See, instead of of insulting your husband, foolish man, useless man, use the same thing. Satan, you are foolish Satan. Useless Satan, I bind you. I mean, stop quarreling with the husband and quarrel with the devil. Your tongue will be of more use. Mm. Preach, preach, preach. Yeah. Quarrel. Quarrel with your friend. Quarrel with your neighbor. You, you, You are good at Quarreling, you are very good at quarreling. Okay, it's a gift. It's a nice gift. Just use this that gift to quarrel with the devil. Don't quarrel with your neighbor. For we mm-hmm. war not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Look, I believe that anybody who can quarrel can also become a good prayer warrior. It's a gift. That's right. A gift. Because there's some people who are good at quarreling. Yes, yes, yes. And I believe that, that same that same thing can be turned to prayer. So this time, instead of quarreling with flesh and blood, quarrel with the devil. Satan, you are useless. Satan, I'll fight you. Satan, I can't take my child. Satan, uh, Satan, I will not let you have your peace. Satan, I will not let you sleep. See, instead of waking up your husband in the middle of the night and say that, Joe, we need to talk. Mm. Don't let the poor guy sleep. Why don't you wake up Satan in the middle of the night and say, Satan, we need to talk. Mm. <laughs> and fight the devil. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I said, Hallelujah. Amen. Masters Amen. of the power of the mouth. You know, another thing I will say as we end is that look, see that, that verse, life and death is in the power of the tongue. And they that love it, and they that love it, they shall eat the fruit thereof. You know, what I would say is that one of the things, one of the important aspects of your tongue, but to me, the main use of your tongue, or, or, or if I say the main, what, a, a very important use of your tongue, is the use of your tongue to frame your world. Mm, mm, mm. The use of your tongue to frame the, your world. Your world is framed by your tongue. Mm. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. Look at through, faith, through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, ah. so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen. Let's look at this scripture carefully. The Bible said that through faith, okay? The first thing, through faith. Not, it's not through logic. 
So, so those of you, so if you don't understand the first statement through faith, you can't even understand this message. Mm. When we are talking about the power of the tongue, the use of the tongue, the first thing you must get that it, 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 it is something that you understand by faith. It's through faith, not through logic. Not through logic. Not through logic. Not through science. It's a through faith. Through believing. Through believing. We understand that the worlds were framed. The worlds, the world that we, we live in, were framed, were framed by the word of God. Through faith. So, so you see, and, and I'm, I'm emphasizing on through faith. Because, you see, some people, so there are some people who want to use evolution theory, the law of creativity, that, oh, there was a big bang, and, there was a, and an atom became a molecule. He tried to explain it scientifically. No, there were, it was not a scientific basis. It was, the Bible says it was framed by the words of God, and we understand it through faith, through believing. That is why, that is why, that is why, that is why the moment you decide to prove, see, the moment you decide to go to the laboratory, to prove about the creation of the world, you have deviated. Mm. Because it is not by science. The moment you, you will say, okay, prove to me. No. That, 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 is, that is where you deviate. The Bible says, through faith. Let's look at that scripture again. Through faith, we understand so our, our understanding, our, our, our understanding of how the world came to be, how the seas came to be, how the mountains came to be, our understanding came through faith that God actually spoke. Genesis, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. Let's look at it. Genesis 1, 1, the beginning, the first chapter of Genesis. Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Amen. Verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Very good. Verse 3. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. God did what? Said, let there be light. God did what? Let, said, let said, there be light. He spoke. And God said, and God said, God did not... God and God said, let there be light. God said, let there be light. God said, he spoke. And when he spoke, what was that? Light. Let's talk. And God saw the light, that it was good. And God divided the light from the darkness. Exactly. And you continue. So, so this, is, this is what Hebrews, this is what the writer in Hebrews was talking about. That the world that we live in, that's why we go back to Hebrews, Hebrews 11. The world that we are seeing, the things that we are seeing, they came from I mean, they came from God speaking, and we understand this principle through faith. So that the things, so that the things which are seen were made from things which do not appear. Hmm. Oh. Are you here with me? Yes. So, so, so. The Bible says that God's method of creativity, God's method, or the way God created, or God framed, or God framed the world, was through the avenue of speaking. Mm. So, so, if the Bible says that you and I, if the Bible says that you and I are created, 
if you and I are created in the image of God, in other words, if we are like God, if God created us like that, then just like God created, God creates things by speaking. The only way we can also create things in our life is by speaking. Preaching, right? I hear me. I say, you hear me? Because God made us in his image. And so if we are like God, then when God wants to create something, he speaks. So if we are like God, then if we also want to make something, we must speak. So if you say nothing, you get nothing. That is why the Bible says that life and death is in the power of the tongue. Or, so it means that if you say a negative thing, you get a negative thing. If you say a positive thing, you get a positive thing. That's why the Bible says that you are ensnared by the words of your mouth. Because your, your words are not benign. Your words have in them the ability to create. So my question to you on this Sunday afternoon, what world are you creating? Mm. You know, the Bible said that through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed, framed, framed. The worlds were framed, framed. I want us to look at the every word importantly. The one, first one was faith. The one was framed, framed. The worlds were framed. They were framed. The worlds were framed. The worlds were, were framed. The world, we understand the words were framed, framed by the word of God. Now, let me share with you a revelation and a window. I mean, I, 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 I'm involved, in, I like building, and I'm involved in building. And even our current church that we are building, I like, I like building. Our current, church, I, I, our current church that we are building, you know, there's somebody, we got one contractor who did the framing. Who did the framing? But he did not frame, he did not frame some parts well. So as we progress in the building, which is to put on the drywall, we, we put on the drywall, we painted it, everything. We could see that that particular part of the building was still not okay. Because it was not framed well. It was not framed well. And because he did not put the frame well, no matter what we did on top of it, that particular that section didn't look well. And I, I remember talking to Alex. I talked to a lot of people that day. How can we correct this little part? So many ideas. Okay, okay, maybe we can, we, we can put a mold in there. We can do this. You know, we can put a mold in. We can do this. We can do that. But none of them was working. None of them was working. Because he framed that small section of the thing wrong. So no amount of energy and effort could make the thing look straight. Then I got another guy who came and I showed him that, look, this thing, what can we do? And he, his answer to me was at the revelation. It says the only way you can correct it is to remove all the drywall, all the painting, break it up, and frame it again. 
Yeah. Wow. Yes. Frame it again. Yes. After you frame it again, then you can put back your drywall and your paint and you get the corrected. I said, really? Say yes. And true to what he said, I said, can you do say yes? And so he broke that section of the building and reframed it. And after that, when we put the drywall, that thing was corrected. Then I said, hmm. Then immediately, uh, immediate, that same guy, that's another issue about foundation. Immediately, as I was thinking about it, I got the revelation of the Holy Spirit. So, the, so I got to really look. The Holy Spirit, when the Bible says that the wells really were framed, you frame your well with your words. So, so, when you speak the wrong words, listen to me carefully. When you speak the wrong words, you are like the other contractor who had framed the thing wrongly. And after you are speaking the wrong words, now you put in a lot of effort to correct. No, but you have already spoken the wrong words. It cannot correct. You have to go back and reframe it right. Wow, what was it? So, after you, here you are. You have framed, you have framed your marriage wrongly. This is my husband. He's a useless husband. How did I get? If only I had a better man. That's the word you frame. Then after you have framed that word, now you are trying to cook. You are trying to clean. It still doesn't work because the frame is wrong. Go and change your words. You have framed your child wrongly. This is my child. This is my child is useless. This is my child. After you have spoken those words over the child, now you have enrolled the child in a, a, a study group, boarding school, but the child still does not improve because, you see, it's like you have to get the right, the framing, the framing must be right. And God is saying that we frame by what we say. So before, so, so it's, uh, before you even put in any extra effort, make sure that you are, you are saying the right thing. You are making the right confession. Even if what you are seeing is negative, the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Make the right framing because the framing is by the words. I'm preaching, right? The framing is by the words. That is why even when you are not feeling well, the, the framing should be the framing should be, the framing should be, I am, I, I, am uh, I, I am healed, I am well, I am healed, I am well, I am healed. You see, but you cannot frame, oh, I'll die, oh, this will kill me. Oh. And after you have said, I will die, oh, this will kill me. Now you are going for treatment, you're going, and you are wondering, why is the treatment not working? You are like the contractor, the framing was crooked, so no matter what we do, it will not correct. We have to break the wall and reframe it again. From today, let us use our mouth positively before we even put in the effort. Amen. Frame your well. I got a revelation for Latino. And then two days ago, with the same the, another aspect of the building, we're trying to correct something. Then brother Ray called me, see, because we are trying to fix some part. We do at the time not correct. Then the guy who was correcting again calling. He called brother, come and see. He said, look, your framer, who did the framing initially? The same guy. He said, he put some bolts over rotten roots. And unless you remove it, you cannot correct it. And true, uh, the guy has to remove the framing again before we correct it. So I got even a double revelation. Look, when the Bible said that if the foundation be wrong, what can the righteous do? Because he laid the wrong foundation. Hmm. Wow. Your framing is important. Frame your well. Frame your 
explanation here is that don't say negative things. And after you say negative, you are putting an effort to correct it. No, the foundation is wrong. Mm. You have killed the thing with your mouth. You have declared the man. You have de- you have de- declared the man useless, null and void. How can your husband be null and void? Hmm. Let's see. You have declared him useless man, null and void. And now you are trying to cook, you are trying to clean, and you wonder why the guy's name because that, 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 that is the frame you built. Hmm. You, have de- you, have de- you have declared your wife useless and lazy, null and void. Let me tell you something. We are created in the image of God, and therefore God creates God frame, God frame, God frame, God frame. That is why when God framed the end, he said, let the sea be here. Let the mountains be here. Let the land be here. As human beings, we have only been able to decorate, but we have not been able to create what else, anything. We have not been able to create a sea because the, the frame, the frame was already framed by God. Our job is just to maintain it. Mm. So I challenge us today to understand this spiritual thing that the words were framed, were framed. So when the Bible says, let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich. What he's trying to say is that, say, let the weak say, let the weak say. He says, say, 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 say. I find it interesting. I I find it interesting that you use your mouth to rap the girl. You frame, you see, you frame, you, you use your mouth to talk to her. You frame her to become your wife. And after you become your wife, you don't use the same mouth to frame a good marriage. Frame your well. Frame your well. Frame your well. Amen. Frame your well. Amen. I say frame your well. Amen. Amen. Look, when you look, salvation we are saved by our mouth yes Romans chapter Romans chapter 10 verse 9 and 10 let's look at that scripture Romans 10 9 to 10 Romans chapter 10 verse 9 to 10 that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Amen. Listen, it says for salvation, I'm talking about. So let's look at it carefully. I'm talking about framing your future. Framing your eternity. Framing where you'll be in eternity. It is by words. Even where you'll be in eternity, when you die. Whether you go to heaven or hell is by your words. For the Bible, because the Bible said that for with the heart, okay, for the heart, man believeth unto righteousness. And with the mouth, confession is made. Confession is made. Confession is made. So you can't say, I believe in my heart, but I don't say it. If you believe in your heart and you don't say it, say it you are not saved. So if you wonder, why do we call people to the front? And say, repeat after me. This is the biblical basis. Because you can believe in your heart. But the only way, you see, for with the heart, man believeth unto And with the mouth, and with the mouth, look at the scripture again. Don't they? And with the mouth, confession. Confession means speak. It's made. So it is only when you speak 
that it is registered in the spiritual realm that you are saved. So you cannot be saved in silence. You cannot be saved in silence. Yes, you may believe God. Yes, you may trust God. Yes, you want to become a... But unless you say it, it is not registered in the spiritual realm. So even your, your, your future, eternity, where you will be when you go, it is, it, is, it is based on how you use your mouth. So, so... That is, it. See, that is why, see, that is why it is dangerous for people, for you to believe in good works. You see, you can do good works. You can be a good person. You can do a lot of good works, but your good works will not save you. But the, the Bible says that your good works are like filthy rags. Because you're, even though they are good works, because you have not framed, because you have not framed your, your future with, with your mouth, your good works are useless. It's like what we did. We bought new sheet rock. We painted. We did this. It was useless because the frame was wrong. You must frame it right. And the Bible says you frame it. You frame it by your words. So confession is made unto salvation. No matter how much you say you believe, if you don't speak it out, you are not saved. Amen. Preaching. That is the reason why we make an altar call. That is the reason why we make an altar call. And also, and also, and also, that is the reason why, you see, that is the reason why we do marriage vows. You, no matter how much you say you love the girl, I mean, for you to be officially married, you must stand before the person and say, do you take this woman to be your wife? And you say, I do. It must come from your own mouth. Mm. In other words, that is, that is why when we are doing the wedding vows, when we, don't, when we, we don't bring couples and say that, do you take this woman to be your wife? And your friend will say, he does. No, no, no. Your friend cannot say it for you. You must say it. That's right. Because it is your words that created It's your words. It's our words. You are ensnared by the words of your mouth. What we speak is very important. And all that I'm trying to share with us is that don't frame the wrong thing and then try to build on it. It will still not work. So frame the right thing and you frame by your words. After you frame by your words, then you can build upon it. Mm. So don't, see, don't lambast your children as devils. They are devils. Yeah, you, said, you call your children devils. And then after that, you are taking them to ballet classes. You are taking them to international school and it's not working because you have framed them with your mouth as bastards. Mm. Bless you, Lord. Mm, let's see. You have your children as devils. No. So when you look at our last scripture for, for today, Mark chapter 11, verse 23. Mark 11, 23. Mark 11, verse 23. For verily I say unto you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Amen. Keep that scripture on the screen. You see, once again, this is Jesus Christ speaking. Listen to me. This is Jesus Christ speaking. The Bible said in the book of John, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. And I was saying, by him was everything created, and without him was nothing created. So he's the creator. 
He was there. He's the creator. By him was everything created. And he's saying that, look, he's saying to us in the book of Mark, in red, this is, this is the words of Jesus. He's saying that, look, I know how you were made. I created you. And I created the world. And I am telling you that this is the way you can get things. For I said that whosoever shall say, no, whosoever shall think. If you think that this man will be removed, it will not be removed. You must say. For verse the whosoever shall say, say means words, speak. Say unto this mountain, be thou removed. So it means that you must look at that problem and, and don't think in your head. Say to the problem, hey, you this job, be thou corrected. Not that I think that the job should be corrected. Hey, you this man, be thou changed into a good man. <laughs> See, be, you say, if, first of all, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart. Okay? And shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he saith. He saith. It is so. Uh, which he said, he, it shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever. So you see the word, say, 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 say. So many says in this particular verse, the underlying theme here is say, say something, speak something. You want something say, you want something say, you don't want something curse it. Use your mouth, the power of the mouth. Your mouth is a weapon. Hmm. Which also means, which also means that, if somebody says something negative about you, don't be quiet. Cancel it. Yes. Because words are powerful. Hmm? If somebody says something negative about you that you don't like, just say, God forbid, I refuse it. Because what the person has spoken, what the person has spoken has, has generated something to be made because words create. So whatever the person is saying to, to, to create, you must look at the thing that is, I refuse it. I reject it. I cancel it. God forbid. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. And 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 even further still, if you want to be more spiritual, avoid silly and negative jokes. Because it's not like I was just joking. <laughs> there is nothing like I was just joking. Because some silly jokes, you see, you may, you may think it's a silly joke, but the demons are manufacturing it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So, oh, Charlie, hmm. Yankee go kill us, oh. Okay, you, and you say, oh, Yankee, Charlie, man go die for Yankee, Yankee go kill us. You may say it's a joke, but the demons are, man, are manufacturing killing in Yankee for you. <laughs> You'll be wondering why. <laughs> because you, you, you know, so, so, so even negative thoughts, negative comments, just, just retain it. Just retain it. If you are spiritual. Because Jesus said that, you see, and, and, and I'm talking about masters of the powers of the mouth. Here, another revelation that Jesus said that even something as big as a mountain, a mountain is bigger than you. A mountain is bigger than you. A mountain is bigger than you. But Jesus said that with your mouth, you can remove something that is bigger than you. That is why I started by saying that one of the futures of the snake is that they can open their mouth wide to swallow things that are bigger than them. 
So it means that no matter, as a human being, a mountain is bigger than you. But Jesus is saying that if you learn to be as wise as a serpent, you can open your mouth wider, even to overcome things that are bigger than you. Just like how the snake can swallow a cow. You can also remove a huge mountain with your mouth. It all depends on if you know how to use your mouth well. So from today, brothers and sisters, fellow Christians, the Bible says that you and I are created in the image of God. And God, the Bible says, he framed, he framed, he framed the world. He framed, okay, the, 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 the wooden frame, the aluminum frame. He framed the world by his words. So, so, what we want to see, you must frame it. If you, if, you, if you put in the right frame, it is easy to build on. If you put in the wrong frame, no matter what you do, it will not correct. So let's learn to frame it right. Like the revelation that I had. I think God revealed to me that maybe this is... So I, I, every time I, walk, I come to that church building and I walk at that path, that thing, maybe God made me see that. So every time I walk through that small section on the staircase, that revelation comes. Like, look, be careful about how you frame. Be careful about how you frame. Be careful about how you frame. Frame it right and you'll build it right. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Wow. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Oh. We shall say unto this mountain. I don't know what mountain you are facing, but you cannot keep quiet. That is why when we pray, we speak. When we pray, we speak. Make some confessions. He said, if thou shalt say unto this mountain, be thou removed and cast it to the sea, you shall have what you say. Is there anything that you need? Is there anything that you are thinking of? This is the time to speak. Pray that God will touch your tongue. Pray that God will touch your tongue. Pray that God will touch your tongue. So that you say the right things, O God. Say the right things, O God. Pray to this afternoon. God, that God touch my tongue. God touch my tongue. God touch my tongue. May my tongue speak the writings of God. For He said that, yeah, now I frame my words of God. Touch my tongue. Touch my tongue. Touch my tongue. I want everybody to pray that God touch my tongue. Deliver me from saying the negative things. Deliver me from saying the wrong things of God. Even as a joke, let it not be with me. As a lie, let it not be with me. As a deception, let it not be with me. The power is in the tongue. The power is in the tongue. The power is in the tongue. Masters of the mouth for God. May you master your mouth for God. May you use your mouth to your advantage. May you use your mouth to conquer. May you use your mouth to win. Win the battle of life with your mouth. Win the battle of life with your mouth. Win the battle of life with your mouth. Makalima Sokotoya. Balikato. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Let the poor say I am rich. Frame your well. 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 
Mashakataya, Majunika Bahanali Abali Abakandali Abakandali Ababa, Mekendali Ababa. I am the head and not the tail. I say I am the head and not the tail. I am the head and not the tail. The greater one is in me. The greater one is in me. I overcome. I overcome. I am a victorious. I am a victorious of God. Makandali Ababa. I am a good servant of the Lord. I am a good servant of the Lord. I walk in righteousness and in truth of God. I am not a backslider. I'm not a fornicator. I'm not a liar. I'm not a lazy person of God. I am not man of that of God. I am a child of God. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I overcome. I win. I am the head. I overcome. I win. 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 In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Akandalia Baba, Sakatandalia Baba, Shaketandalia Baba. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Before we sign off, you are not born again. You don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. You may believe God in your heart, but the Bible says you must confess with your mouth. For with the heart, we believe unto righteousness. But with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. So you may believe God in your heart. But to complete, you must say. So if you are here and you want to be born again, you want to be saved, salvation. You need a new life in Christ. You may say, I, but I believe God. Yes, it's good to believe God. But you must say something about it. You must speak so why don't you say this after me if you have not said this thing before in your life? If you have not made confession unto salvation, you are not born again. You are only born again after you make a confession unto salvation. So you want to give your life to Christ, you want to be born again, then please repeat this after me. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. This afternoon. This afternoon. I come to you as a sinner. I come to you as a sinner. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. I want to be a child of God. I want to be a child of God. Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. Save me. Save me. I want to go to heaven. I want to go to heaven. When I die. When I die. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. Amen. Amen. If you pray this prayer for the first time, and you spoke it, and you believed it, for with your heart you believe, and with your mouth you speak. If you did this, then I want to say to you, 100%, without a shadow of that, that you are saved. You are on your way to heaven. God is your father. The devil has no part in you. Your destiny has changed. Your future has changed because you pray the sinner's prayer. We hope you've been blessed. Feel free to join any of our services. Contact us at qfcannouncements at gmail.com. That's QFC announcements at gmail.com.